Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, March 4. I'd like to share with you a new book that you can view online or download chapter by chapter for free. It is called Glimpses into the Hallways of Heaven. What is this book about? One way that God communicates with his people is through dreams and visions. Joseph received dreams from the Lord about his future destiny. The disciple John, while isolated on the island of Patmos, heard the words, Come up here from the Spirit. He was translated to a heavenly realm where he received the sweeping panorama of visions concerning the end of days. In this book are a series of visions received, about one per day over a period of thirty days. It was during an intense season of repentance that the visions were given. Each one deeply impacted me and was unforgettable and life-changing. Virtually every vision came with scripture to ground it in the word of God. There is a kingdom principle that can be gleaned from each vision, as well as a practical life application. I pray that in sharing these visions with you, that you get a glimpse into the hallways of heaven, and that they impact you in a profound way to have a closer walk with Yeshua, our Messiah. To view or download chapters of this book, Go to bridgeconnectorministries.com and then click on the tab that says Hallways of Heaven. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Pekudiai, and it means countings. Exodus 40 13 to 22. Put the sacral vestments on Aaron and anoint him and consecrate him, that he may serve me as Kohen. Then bring his sons forward, put tunics on them, and anoint them as you have anointed their father, that they may serve me as Kohanim. This their anointing shall serve them for everlasting priesthood throughout the ages. This Moses did, just as Hashem had commanded him, so he did. In the first month of the second year, on the first of the month, the Mishkan was set up. Moses set up the Mishkan, placing its sockets, setting up its planks, inserting its bars, and erecting its posts. He spread the tent over the Mishkan, placing the covering of the tent on top of it, just as Hashem had commanded Moses. He took the pact and placed it in the ark. He fixed the poles to the ark and placed the cover on top of the ark, and brought the ark inside the Mishkan. 
Then he put up the curtain for screening and screened off the ark, just as Hashem had commanded Moses. He placed the table in the tent of meeting outside the curtain on the north side of the Mishkan. Mark eleven twenty seven to twelve seventeen, And they, Yeshua and his disciples, came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, there came to him the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And they said to him, By what authority do you do these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? And Yeshua answered and said to them, I will also ask of you one question and answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? Answer me. And they reasoned within themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then do you not believe him? But if we shall say of men, they feared the people. For all men counted John that he was a prophet indeed. And they answered and said to Yeshua, We cannot tell. And Yeshua answered, saying to them, Neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things. And he began to speak to them by parables. A certain man planted a vineyard and set a hedge about it and dug a place for the wine fat and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. And at the season he sent to the husbandman a servant, that he might receive from the husbandman of the fruit of the vineyard. And they caught him and beat him and sent him away empty. And again he sent unto them another servant, and at him they cast stones and wounded him in the head and sent him away shamefully handled. And again he sent another, and him they killed, and many others, beating some and killing some. Having yet therefore one son, his well-beloved, He sent him also last to them, saying, They will reverence my son. But those husbandmen said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance shall be ours. And they took him and killed him, and cast him out of the vineyard. What shall therefore the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the husbandmen, and will give the vineyard to others. And have you not read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they sought to lay hold on him, but feared the people, for they knew that he had spoken the parable against them, and they left him and went their way. And they sent to him certain of the Pharisees of the Herodians to catch him in his words. And when they were come, they said to him, Master, we know that you are true and care for no man, for you regard not the person of men, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Shall we give or shall we not give? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you tempt me? Bring me a penny that I may see it. And they brought it. And he said to them, Whose is this image and superscription? And they said to him, Caesar's. And Yeshua answered, said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. Psalm 47, 1-9 O clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. 
He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. Selah. God is gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises unto our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth, sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the heathen. God sits upon the throne of his holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Proverbs 10, 24 and 25 The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. As the whirlwind passes, so is the wicked no more. But the righteous is an everlasting foundation. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Exodus chapter 40, and I'm going to touch on the entire chapter, starting in verse 1 through 22. And in this chapter, the Lord is giving instructions to Moses about how to set up the wilderness tabernacle, also called the Mishkan. And he's giving him explicit instructions. And in this layout and this pattern, remember, it is a shadow and a copy of the real tabernacle that is in heaven. And what we see is that there is an outer courtyard where the altar is set up, where burnt offerings can be made. There's also a laver that was lined with many, many mirrors and filled with water where the priests would wash their hands and their feet. And this laver represents a place of repentance that you look in the mirror, the water is like a mirror, and it's actually literally lined with mirrors. And when you look in the mirror, when you look into the Word of God, which is like a mirror, it reveals to us our sin. We see the dirt on our face. In fact, in James, it talks about how the Word of God is a mirror and that we don't want to be a forgetful hearer of the Word because that's like a man who looks in the mirror, walks away, and immediately forgets what he looks like. So the laver is that place of repentance. And if our goal is to draw near to the God of Israel, close to Him, intimate with Him, we begin in that outer courtyard where we do the repentance. But what can happen, it happens to all of us, is that the cares of this world and the busyness of life, the tasks of life, just the daily jobs that we do of going to a job and doing the dishes and buying the groceries and paying the bills and taking care of the kids, we get distracted and we don't take time to draw near to the Lord. We don't take time to pray or to repent, or to allow him to search our heart to see if there's any sin there. And what can happen is, as we slowly drift away, our heart gets hardened. It gets calloused. So most of the people in the family of faith stay in the outer courtyard. They don't get any closer than that. The next part of the Mishkan is the holy place. And you actually go through 
the doorway of the tent into the holy place, and that's where you have the menorah that's lit up, and the light must never ever go out. And that's also where the altar of incense is, and the table of showbread. The menorah with the light represents Yeshua, who is the light of the world. The altar of incense, and the incense is not allowed to go out either. It makes a sweet-smelling fragrance of smoke that ascends heavenward. That is an image and a picture of prayer and intercession. And in Revelation, I believe it's chapter 3, and also in another place in Revelation, and in Psalms, it talks about how um, the prayers of the saints is like incense that ascends to heavenward. That It makes a direct comparison. Prayers are incense that go straight up to heaven. So there's the table of incense, and then there's also the table of showbread. And they would place fresh loaves, 12 of them, each week. And again, the 12 loaves represent the 12 tribes. And Yeshua is the bread of life. He is the living manna that came down from heaven. And we feed upon his flesh when we feed upon the word, the Torah. So some people go into the holy place. A lot of intercessors I know love to camp out at the table of incense because they love to pray. That's their thing. That's how God wired them. So some make it into the holy place. But God is calling us into the most holy place, and that's where the Ark of the Covenant is. That's where the Ten Commandments are housed inside of the Ark. That is where the Shekinah, the very glory, the glory cloud by day and pillar of fire by night, emanated from the most holy place in that wilderness tabernacle, the very presence of Yahovah, the God of Israel, emanates from the most holy place. And how few of us ever go to the most holy place in the Spirit in our prayer life. And yet Yeshua beckons and he calls. He calls his bride gently, lovingly, and tenderly to come unto me. Close out the noise, the din, and the confusion of the world. Come apart, come away with me. Set at my feet like Mary did, and draw near to me. Come with your cares, your worries, your burdens, and I will take them off. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I will speak tenderly to you and speak words of love. And so few of us ever go there. And yet that is where Yeshua wants us to come, regularly and often. Where do you stand in the wilderness tabernacle today? Where are you now and where do you want to be? May you take the steps to draw near, close and intimate to Yeshua. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Take Me In 
to the Holy of Holies. Sung by Catherine Mullins. Take me past the outer court And through the holy place Past the brazen altar Lord, I long to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people And the priests sing their praise Lord, I hunger and thirst for your righteousness and it's only found one place Take me into
Take the cold, cleanse my lips, 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>